welcome to How Does Your Garden Grow? My name is Kareth Arnold and this is my first um, podcast in the series. I've been looking forward to creating and starting this podcast for a while now. I'm a big fan of listening to podcasts, so I figured I'd create one that I would like to listen to and that I believe you guys would like to listen to as well. So, um, this podcast is How Does Your Garden Grow? And I want to be covering a variety of different concepts and ideas, not only about physical gardening, but also about um, gardening our emotional minds as well and how our own gardens reflect um, our characteristics and who we are and um, how we nourish and cultivate our lives. So it's a little bit of a both a physical and a psychological podcast. So yeah, I look forward to sharing this time with you and I'm just going to begin this first episode exploring a little bit about what a garden means to me and why I've personally chosen to garden not only in the physical realm within my own life but also keeping taking taking care of my own mind and my own heart as well as a garden and how the physical garden has really helped and um, is a reflection of my own current state and my own mind as well. So I'm going to start a little bit about how my garden has been doing this year and how I've kind of learned and grown from the current garden that I have and what it's been teaching me about myself in this season and this year 2020 has been quite a surreal year for me. Um, It began actually ironically with um, helping to install a current exhibit at Selby Botanical Gardens which is a botanical garden if you guys don't know that does um, botanical shows that are inspired by a particular artist and this year we um, drew our influence from Salvador Dali um, and the actual gar- the exhibit was titled um, Gardens of the Mine because Dali used a lot of um, a lot of a lot of Dali's imagery were just drawn off of you know concepts of you know surreal Um, and ideal um, images that related to more than they were just more than what they were perceived for you know his he used a lot of common motives to really pull from and to draw his meanings like he used a lot of eggs and crutches and you know those those concepts of of new life and birth and you know, support, and he was a genius in so many ways, in the ways that painted and created poetry with such common, but yet misplaced um, concepts. So it was really interesting. Can't really go too far into (laughs) the ways of Salvador Dali right now. It's a little too early for that. Um, so I'm just going to kind of talk about how that show instigated my year. 
Um, and I was nine months pregnant when we were um, putting up the, the main bulk of that show. And I was working a 40-hour job at the Botanical Garden, just helping put the concepts together, bring the concepts to life. Um, and a lot of the concepts I was in charge for, had a lot in charge with, um, had a lot of themes of spirals, of eggs, of metamorphing butterflies, you know, of crutches, of um, just concepts that I feel really brought in the beginning of this year for me. Um, first of all, with the eggs, as I was nine months pregnant doing this, um, during this exhibit, with my own egg, with my own human life growing inside of me, waiting to hatch. Um, and, you know, that whole unknown, you know, that whole miracle of, you know, this, this baby, like, what is my child going to be like the whole time I'm doing this show? Like, am I doing everything right for this child? Is, you know, what is this world, you know, that I'm bringing a new life into? You know, I had all of these questions, of course. Um, and then, you know, the whole concept of metamorphosis with the butterflies. And, you know, I kind of felt like, the entire time, you know, I've been working and hustling and working hard for the botanical garden. I still felt there was a, a lot of me that I was, you know, compressing and, and holding back and not fully allowing myself to explore, especially since, you know, I'm primarily an artist and that's my main degree is in fine art. Um, and of course, I understand and have embraced horticulture as form of fine art you know but when you work for somebody else's vision you hinder your own so I was finding a lot more comfort just working for somebody else's vision and and as much as that's a learning season and I've appreciated it a lot I felt like I was hindering my own for for due of fear and I wasn't really allowing myself to to go through the process of of you know the metaf metamorphosis process and just hindering that a little bit and hiding from it in a 40-hour week of a job. So when I did get pregnant, I kind of came to terms with the fact that, yeah, there's going to be a season I'm not going to be employed. I'm going to have to be a mom, and I'm going to have to come into this place, you know, these moments where I confronted with my own, you know, the, the lack of distraction of, of a job and I'm going to have to really question what it is that I want to do and what my identity is outside of that job. So, you know, that, that was another concept from Dolly that kind of drew in the year. And, you know, this concept of the spiral, how, you know, the, where we, we come from and where we go and the symmetry of life, and the asymmetry of life, and the cyclical nature of life, which I really felt drew in this whole pandem pandemic, because, you know, we we were kind of due, our life was, and nature was kind of due for a, a cleansing in its, in, in a way, and, in a, and a, um, an abruption, you know, something that pulls us out 
of what we've become so comfortable in and the patterns that we so, uh, you know, created for ourselves that are just, you know, structured and similar everyday routine. And this is kind of like the, the escalating circle that's just not circled. Uh, yeah, I guess in a way it was that, you know, it was really do our world and just in a shaking up of, you know, what is, what is valuable to us and who is valuable to us and where do we find our comforts and when those comforts are taken away, like, where do we look? Um, so it's really been interesting with this whole coronavirus to kind of, you know, get pulled out of that routine, you know, into this larger wave, this global wave that, you know, we're all experiencing right now that is full of uncertainty and full of, full of unknowns. Um, so that's been another theme that I feel like this show kind of instigated as well with, you know, just considering this whole spiral nature that we live in, you know, that we can avoid, you know, nature does its thing and we, we live in it, you know, we're subject to it, you know, it's, you know, we're an element and it's a garden. So speaking of gardens, we're kind of going back, we'll kind of transition into talking about gardens and my own garden in particular this year has grown a lot. You know, there's, I've really brought in a lot of plants and species. Um, I can't say I'm necessarily think that it's in it's the best it's it could be if anything I feel like it's farther from that than closer especially in my food garden it's not really done as much as I'd hoped this year I feel like mainly because of my pregnancy and I just fell behind and just to fall back to my pregnancy quickly sorry I'm jumping around a bit but I did give birth to my daughter on February 10th um, and that was a beautiful and life-changing experience, um, which did pull me out of my job and back home a lot more, and, you know, looking at my garden, but not only, like, in my home, but I also can't really be in the garden since I have a newborn and since my body is in postpartum recovery. You know, it's it's been, a, that's been a challenge in itself to kind of not be able to be as hands-on as I would like within my garden and not really able to care and, and grow it as I, I would like to, but, you know, I can still be here and think about all of the things that I would like to eventually improve upon and, you know, consider in regards to growing, you know, growing my garden and helping it to be the most sustainable and most self-growing um, and thriving and um, self-resilient and um, like self-reliant you know all of the things that you would like your garden to to be and on its own so that you know that's been a lot I've been thinking about like when I have more time what is my garden gonna look like um, <laughs> which is really a fun fun thing to think about and I just challenge y'all to kind of think about what is your ideal garden you know how how does it grow 
like what are you growing in it and why because I feel like a lot of those things are a reflection of your character you know a reflection of your desires and personality so I feel like for me it's it's a mix of of you know ornamentals of of plants that I just find beautiful even though they're not edible plants with different characters I have some such a different variety of of plant families that I love Um, plants that uh, have medicinal value that don't have medicinal value that are simply just cute (laughs) I really I really am not biased when it comes to plants I feel like each one has its own beautiful personality and I feel like I currently have a lot more than I can probably care for as I when I when I was working at the botanical garden tended to rescue out of our plant dump (laughs) way more plants than I could probably care for efficiently but I slowly make my way into giving them homes and I enjoy watching them thrive knowing where I pulled them from that's really always rewarding for me just seeing my plant orphanage and my little propagated parts and branches turn into thriving shrubs. (laughs) So I'm definitely a gardener who likes to rescue and try to rehabilitate undeserving, according to some people, plants. Um, So some things I've struggled with in my garden have been pests, mainly mealybugs this year. Right now they've kind of died back a bit more because we've had to go to war on them multiple times. Just really having to pull out a lot of plants that were suffering from them just because leaving them would cause more of a mealybug infestation than I'd like and could contain with any natural pesticide. So that's been a struggle and also I've haven't had much success I have started a bunch of seeds but I haven't really had much success with thriving seedlings this year I think it has to do with my seed mix and the location or the time that I've put them in I've been really I guess I was really late starting my seed this spring and we've had an uh, like a an abnormal hot um, spring this year and and in case none, some of you don't know, I, I live in Sarasota, Florida, so central, southwest area of Florida. And it's been very hot this year, and our March was extremely dry and super hot. So I think that had a lot to do with my seedling health. And of course, just being a new mom, I can't baby my seedlings like I'd like. So they just tended to not thrive. And, you know, it's kind of by the time I had to put them in the garden they were just still very small and dwarfed and I just don't have much faith for them right now I'm kind of having to deal with that not feeling like a failure and and, um you know failure as a gardener as I watched this whole spring season kind of just dissipate before my eyes and with nothing to show for it within my food garden I mean I still have things growing in my food garden a lot of them are just from the winter 
but they're all kind of dying out and not doing so great. And part of that, I feel, is it's also because I never really did a soil test within my garden. So I don't necessarily know how to completely accommodate the needs of my plants. And I really feel like before the next growing season, I want to have a good soil analysis. So that way I can know exactly how to best accommodate the roots of my plants. Because, you know, if you don't know the problem, it's hard to help. It's the same, you know, within your own life. If you don't really know what issues you're struggling with, but, and you don't really have, spend the time to analyze, you know, your own, the soils of your own heart, then how are you going to be able to give it what it needs? Um, So I'm kind of in a season of, analyzing the own my own soil you know the own like the own like the the components of my own heart and figuring out what really would create a healthy healthy and creative and happy mind you know physically and within the garden like how can I allow it to thrive in its fullest potential so I've just been spending a lot of time kind of working through that. And actually, I know I haven't been spending a lot of time. I should be spending more time. Um, but time is one thing I'm that's changed a lot on me in 2020, especially being a mom, um, especially being at home a lot more, too. Your time just kind of flies by. Your days just morph together. I mean, I can't believe it's been seven weeks already since my daughter was born. I watch her grow, and that's just evidence of time. I'm like, wow, you know, time is just moving, shifting, and, you know, there's so much we don't control with it, but, you know, so much we we can in the sense that, you know, we move with it. um, We create how quick it feels (laughs) by how much we enjoy what we do. Um, and when we surrender to it, it almost just becomes nothing, something we aren't enslaved by. And I feel like since I haven't been working, since I've been a mom, haven't really been enslaved by time and it feels like it moves much quicker. And I don't know if I like that it moves quicker, but in a sense, I have to surrender you know, that it's not going to be something I'm going to get stressed about. You know, it is what it is. Uh, we move with it. We grow with it. Um, we depend on, on the seasons. And so that's been a kind of a beautiful thing I've been coming to terms with is my surrendering of time. And I think in this period right now with the coronavirus and this pandemic, with so many things shut down, so many people without jobs, you know, so many people are trying to count the time and trying to figure out the time and when things are going to reopen and when things are going to start growing again. But we, that's just an uncertainty, you know. It's kind of been like that with my garden and, you know, with the lack of rain. There's just been so many uncertainties, you know. I just have been having to go day by day praying for rain, praying for, um, you know, wisdom on how to what to grow and how to sow and what, what, you know, how I can adapt to the current situation, whether it's climate change, whether it's 
you know, this pandemic. It's just about really considering how we can as as a culture, as a as a people, adapt and grow the best garden we can grow in our given season. You know, and what does that garden look like? So I just want to challenge all like all, everyone who's listening, you know, to really think about what does a healthy garden given these given our current situation and circumstances look like for us individually right now you know um whether it's our physical garden whether we want to grow a little garden inside our home just to kind of you know enjoy certain plants that are cute or if it's a food garden or if it's a creative garden you know where do we want to take to writing? Where do we want to take to, you know, studying a particular um, element or uh, a particular interest, you know, or writing or making music or starting a podcast, you know, what is that that creative outlet that we can turn to right now in this season when we're social distancing, when we're in isolation? So, um, how does your garden grow? I just want to challenge you to think about that and um, leave me any comments if you have any thoughts. Um, And I will look forward to our next episode and I have no idea what it looks like yet, but I want this podcast to just be organic and to just really grow with um, its listeners and be its own um, organic child so thank you for listening and um, I look forward to growing with y'all thank you